cool. Hey, um, uh, before I share anything that I want to share, I want to hear from uh, from you guys. Um, one of the things that I find is the hardest thing to get Australians to do is actually tell their stories of what's happening. Um, you know, just like uh, if if that happened in Bible times, we wouldn't have a Bible because people wouldn't have told the stories of what God just did and so you wouldn't know that it happened because no one would have told the story and so no one would have written it down and you wouldn't have been blessed by it. So it's kind of like, so um, just right now, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it open to the floor to get you to stand up and tell us what God has done over this last weekend, just this last couple of days. Um, if, uh, if, if God has, you know, someone prayed for you and you got a healing or God has touched you in some way, um, then I'd like you to tell your story. And don't worry, we won't think that you're big noting yourself. Okay, that's not going to be it. It's just going to... There's only one proviso, and that is that you can say it in less than two minutes, you know, because we don't want to hear the whole family story of what happened in the last 20 years leading up to this moment. So if that's all good, that's uh, great. So who's going to be first? Cut right down the very back. I think you, I'll even come down and... Uh... Um, last night, uh, um, is it Ben? Ben prayed for me with my um, foot, um, and the um, and the pain yesterday morning it was uh, fifteen out of ten, right? And this morning when I got got up, it was paining, but of course it was about a nine out of ten. Anyway, with this leg. I went, oh, they, um, oh, they cannot fix it until after I finish my, finish my chemotherapy. Anyway, I am hoping and I was praying that, that, that this circulation does not cut right off. And please, please, church, just pray, pray for me about this. Thank you very, very much. That's okay. So we're going to pray later on. For, so how's that pain right now in that foot? Okay, so it's it's really sore. It was good last night, wasn't it? It was really good last night. Okay, so we'll pray again for that one. Somebody else. Here we go. I wasn't prayed for last night, but I was sitting here and um, Jesus was walking through. I had pain in my foot. I've had it for quite a while. Um, but it went from six. It does vary at times. But I haven't got pain today. Praise Come God. On. Come on. Did you want to have a shot? It's so strange about this morning. I, um, I have to look at people when I talk. You don't mind. When I, um, I hadn't been here yesterday because on the Friday night when I was helping everyone out, my back went on me and I really couldn't move. So I spent the day praying for everybody and interceding. But when I, um, this morning when I woke up, a lot of the pain had subsided in my hip and in my leg, but I had this nagging dull, um, pain coming down from the, the nerve down the leg. But the minute I entered into this church and I was talking to Ian, I suddenly realized I just didn't have any more pain. Right. And then I said to him, I still have problems walking because after a tractor accident years ago, 
Um, that's what the basis of the damage to my back. Um, my leg was slight, one slightly shorter than the other. Well, when he sat me down over there, they both were equal, right? And then I said, well, um, I, I have a slight tilting in my pelvis as a result. And he walked me around. A lot of the pain has stopped. But what the miracle about today is that as I was sitting in my chair, the Lord was revealing things to me. Now, before I had the tractor accident, I had large operations for the removal of can ovarian cancer. And what the Lord was showing to me, we often think about memory of the mind, but the body has memory too. And what he was saying to me, so much negative and painful memory from that and other experiences you've had have locked themselves in, in the cells of your body and in your bones. And I said, oh, okay. And then we started singing a song. And where those words says, my bones will sing, my bones will sing, I took that on personally from God that he knew me and that also he gave me his word. His word teaches us that he said it to his disciples, every time you listen under my word, I clean you. God's word cleans us every time we come and sit under the, under the word of God or read it. He's cleaning us. Even if we have a lousy day, he, his word will clean us as we meditate on it at night before we go to sleep. And we're renewed every day. And he was pointing that out to me. And he said, it's a cause of a lot of things. Joy went out of, a lot of joy kept going in and out of my life. And he said, no. He said, what I have promised you is that I'll give you my joy and it will never leave you. And I saw there and then I could see signs that he was putting all together, all the tightness of the tissues and everything evolving around those areas. He's loosening them. So any feelings I have, Ian, they're not feelings of negativity. They're feelings that God is restoring, continuing on, okay? Come on. Wow, that's so good. There you go. I think we just found a preacher. I'm going to get you at the end of the service. You've got to go and pray for that lady that we just had her testimony. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to go for another shot and just God's going to do some good stuff. Uh, anybody else? Who's next? Yep. So um, I haven't gone to the hospital yet because I really don't like going to the hospital. So uh, I'm not 100% sure, but um, I've done some, some decent bone damage in my hand yesterday. And um, I got some prayer, and there was a little bit of change last night, but the, the weird one was when I was doing praise and worship today, I could just hear this voice in the back of my head. It was like, uh, go wash your hands, go wash your hands. I was like, I'm digging the music. I'm, I'm loving the worship. I don't particularly want to. Um, but I went out to the back and started washing my hands, and um, I actually got double the mobility in my back of my wrist. So that was really cool. Awesome. Come on. So if... If Jesus tells you to go and wash your hands, go and wash your hands. Did did I have someone over here? Yeah. I thought I had anxiety and it's getting there now. now. Come on. Because <laughs> I don't think I actually had it. Just That's what Dad told me. That's so good. Come on. Just I've, I've discovered that Jesus doesn't just heal physical conditions. If you've got mental, emotional, relational uh, issues going on in your heart. Like, I mean, Jesus, he's really good at fixing lots of stuff. He's he's the best at it. Anybody else? Oh, come on, over here. Thank God. Um, last night, the preaching of the pastor, last night I was so... I feel my body because I have something in my body a long time ago back pain and also uh, arthritis and I see in church is full of cloudy here and I feel my body is already healed 
I said to my husband at home, oh, look at me. I feel my body all healed. When I, I try to stand up and go work, every morning I can't stand up properly. I feel my back pain and also my body was a long time ago for arthritis, but now it's healing by Jesus. Thank God. God is good all the time. Oh, thank God. But I know Lord is my king and Lord is the Lord. So I open my heart to you, Lord, to come and stay with us, even our family, our church. We love you guys. I love you, Pastor. Thank you so much for the healing. It's so awesome. Awesome, God. Thank Lord for this blessing. That's awesome. Come on. Anybody else? How are we going? Is that all good? Oh. Hey, look, when we tell our stories, it's a prophecy to everybody else. When you heard that one over there about anxiety, if you yourself deal with anxiety, you just heard what Jesus does. He gets rid of that kind of thing. And that's like a promise to you that your anxiety can go in Jesus' name too. If you struggle with arthritis and stuff like that, you just heard... This is what Jesus does. This is the kind of thing that he does. Okay, so it just encourages you to press in. and Because here's something that I've discovered, is that God doesn't have sort of like first and second class kids. He, like, I know that actually I'm his favorite. I am his favorite kid. Um, but I've kind of discovered that everybody else is his favorite too. Um, my, my definition of, fa- of, of grace is that I get unbelievable, crazy favor more than anybody else. I get ridiculous favor. I talk that stuff about myself all the time. It's not because I'm a big head, seriously. Um, it's, uh, it's just that there's so much in our world that wants to put you down and tell you what you're not. You need to know that Heavenly Father is telling you who you are. You've got heaven DNA in in you. If you've given your life to Jesus, then he is your big brother. I'll tell you what, that's a big brother I want to have. You know, just like uh, when you discover that God himself is your dad, then, like, what can go wrong? I got the best dad in the world. Seriously, I got the best dad. Happy Father's Day. I got the best dad. He's the best. He's incredibly wealthy. He looks after me. He he lavishes all of his gifts on me. I don't deserve any of them, but uh it's just what he does. Cuz I get ridiculous favor more than anybody else. So I just kind of like I talk that way to myself often because I've got to remind myself to stop listening to the voice of the world around about who wants to tell me what I'm not. I need to start listening to Heavenly Dad and I need to listen to what he says and what he says is that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. He says that no matter how many promises he's made, and he's made a lot of them. You ever read this, this book? He's made a lot of promises. No matter how many promises he's made, 
All of them are yes in Christ. All of them. All of them are yes. The answer is yes. And that changes absolutely everything for us. I've got to remind myself that kind of stuff because I've got all the voices of the rest of the world and circumstances trying to tell me what I'm not and where, I'm, where my lack is and what I can't do. I've got to come back to here and hear what Heavenly Dad says, what the family can do. And this is what the family's about. The family is about freedom. The fa- family is about power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of meat and drink. This is uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 17, I think it is. Uh, the kingdom of God is not a matter of meat and drink. I'll put it in my language. The kingdom of God is not a matter of rules and regulation, do, do's and don'ts. It's not whether or not, you know, you, you eat this food or you don't eat this food or you have your devotions in the morning or at night or, you know, just like it's, it's nothing like that. The kingdom of God is not a matter of meat and drink but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so you just need to know that there is such a thing as the kingdom of God. There can be, you can come into a place where God is king. You can come into an area where in your life God himself is the king. Not your circumstances, not your finances, not your work, not your health, not your family of origin. You, you can come into a place where God is king. It's the kingdom of God, and it's, and it's in the Holy Spirit because the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the, the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. So in other words, you were designed to live your life in the Holy Spirit. You weren't supposed to actually just sort of like experience the Holy Spirit on Sunday or when when the worship team just get it right like i mean i love watching jamie on the lead on, on the bass it's just like it's just like i don't know how you do that it's just that it's that when you screw your face up and it's just and and you're such a white guy just and like the girl over here just like how is it about islanders? They just, even when they're not moving, they look cool. It's just, yeah, it's just, I, I, like, I don't even know how you do it. Like, if I, I, I don't I'm just. But you weren't meant to just experience the Holy Spirit when the, the right team is going or you've got the right song. Just like, oh man, what are we singing Fertig song for? I don't like that one. You know, I, I, I want, I want this song. And it's just like, no, no, no. It's just like we weren't supposed to just experience the Holy Spirit when the atmosphere and the mood was right. We're supposed to actually live in that, so that when I come into the into the room, no matter where the room is, this could be my workplace, this could be my family. This could be the neighborhood where the, where the fight is going on right next door. This, like, this could be that kind of environment. I bring the Holy Spirit with me. And I change the atmosphere. No, it's not me, but I'm in the kingdom. The kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. And so because I'm in the kingdom, where I go, the kingdom is kind of like going to be there because Jesus doesn't leave me alone. He's going to go with me wherever I am. And so... Really, it makes little difference. 
I remember going into a house uh, because I'd been invited to come along there because they had ghosts. Um, I mean, seriously, they had ghosts. Some of the things that were happening in that place was just like, I actually didn't believe it. It was so full on until I saw it and then until I felt it. And it's kind of like, but you know what? I ain't afraid of no ghost. It's just the Holy Spirit is more powerful than anything that the devil can do. Like you could, you could enter into hell itself, but if you've got the Holy Spirit with you, then a thousand will fall at one side and 10,000 at the other. It's not going to come near you. Like, but you've got to remind yourself that kind of thing. The, the kingdom of God is not about rules and regulations, but it's about righteousness. I've got some hope for you. If you struggle with issues in your life, if you struggle with mental habits or sin, or you've got addictions, or you know, you, you, your, your body chemistry goes wrong and, and you find yourself reacting wrongly to people in the wrong situation, and you know, it's just like your father was abusive and his father before him was abusive and you can just see the same pattern repeating itself in you. There is a righteousness that's not your own. It comes from God himself. It's in the kingdom. It's yours. You can be a brand new person. You can, you can start the whole new circle and make a brand new family. It's going to be a brand new day for you. You really can because it's in the Holy Spirit. It's not in you. It's in the Holy Spirit. It's righteousness. It's a real righteousness. If I got the choice to have my own righteousness or the righteousness of God, I know which one I want. And I get that one for free. It wasn't cheap. It cost Jesus everything. But I get it for free because the kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace. Some of you need peace. Some of your homes need peace. There's peace in the Holy Spirit. It's the kingdom of God. And when you go into that place, Jesus is called what? The Prince of Peace. Like, you know, if you need peace in your heart, you need peace in your mind, you need peace in your circumstances, you need peace in your home, I'm, I'm just here to tell you right now what you're saying to me is that you need Jesus. You need Jesus, the Prince of Peace, because he's awesome at it. And it's joy. Joy, like the kingdom of God is not about rules and regulations. It's in the Holy Spirit. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's just like, I, you know, I, I reckon a good number of us need a great dose of joy. How good was it having, having uh, the guys just playing, the, the biggest men that I know playing the smallest guitars? It's just like, like what's that about, scholar? Just like, like... You've got this guitar that's this big. It's awesome. I just want a photo of that. It's just, you know, but it's just kind of like you, you just listen to the singing and it's just kind of like you're just happy, aren't you? Just, it's, it's, it's like it's joy music. It, I, like, I, I don't get it. It's, it's just like it just does something in your spirit. It's just like we're supposed to live in that joy. You know, um, we all order as we get older, we all ought to have lots of wrinkles and they ought to be the happy wrinkles. I reckon, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if you're young and you just don't want wrinkles. It's just like, it's, it's going to happen. Just, so I'm not prophesying that over you. It's just like, but you can use your face creams, I know, but just, 
There's only so much you can do because sooner or later it's going to catch up. I just figure if you're going to have if if you're going to have wrinkles, you may as well have happy wrinkles. Cuz everybody in the world knows how to get cranky wrinkles. Everybody in the world knows how to get worried wrinkles. But in the kingdom of God there's happy wrinkles. I remember someone saying once that uh, the devil can show you a thousand beautiful young people, attractive, facially attractive, beautiful, attractive young people. The devil can show you a, a, a thousand attractive young people, but, uh, but only Jesus can show you a good-looking old person. And I have seen people, when they give their heart to Christ, I have seen them physically get better looking with every year. I don't understand how it happens, but they've just got this attractive spirit about them and it starts to transform their face. And like some of us need that transformation because we're not, we're not working with a lot. <laughs> I need the kingdom of, kingdom of God to come and help me. Lord, help me. Jesus sent out his disciples and he said, you know, all the miracles and all the fun stuff that I do, you can do it too. And he sends them to do things that are impossible for them to do. And they did it. They went into villages on their own. Jesus wasn't with them. They were just on their own. They prayed for sick people. They saw sick people get better. You know, they watched stuff like a guy sitting in row three with chronically bad uh, you know, pain in his foot and just without anybody doing it, it just progressively gets better. And like, I mean, that shouldn't happen really. Like, I mean, um, those kind of things, that's sort of like, you know, uh, other people are sitting in the room thinking, ah, oh, maybe it was mind over matter, like it wasn't really that bad. It's just like, but the more you see it, the more you just realize this is just crazy. God does impossible things and we get to be the ones that are a part of the journey. It's just like, you're kidding me? How much fun is that? So the disciples all came back, and in Luke chapter 10, it says this, uh, verse 17, it says, Then the 70, because there were 70 of them that he sent out. This wasn't his disciples. Um, we know who the disciples were, Peter, James, John. You know, We, we, we know their names. They're actually listed in the book. They're, they're sort of like the guns. Um, but this was just 70 randoms. We don't know their names. There's more of them. There's 70 of them. There's not 12. There's 70 of them. And that's just to show you that, you know what? Jesus got a big crowd around him. And he doesn't just send out like the preachers. This is not just about Pastor Steve, you know, Pastor Rodney. This is kind of like for all of us, you know, because we might think, well, I'm not one of the, one of the guys. You know, I'm not one of the anointed ones, you know, but, but, he just sent out 70 others. Oh, I kind of figure that a lot of us feel like we can be another. You know, are there any others? Um, I remember somebody doing that in an altar call, you know, just like, is, are there any others? And it's just like, I come from the 1960s and 70s and uh, others kind of has this very alien sort of feel to it, like are there others in the room? Yeah, I just, <laughs> sorry, that was just a random. Um Verse 17, then the 70 returned with joy, with joy, 
Oh, well, we'll just come back to Jesus and we'll report all that happened in our ministry trip. Yes, we saw some people get healed. Yes, some demons were cast out. We even had a couple of people rise from the dead. I don't think it looked like that. This is what they said. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. I kind of figured that they were just like, hey, Jesus, I really got to tell you what happened. Even the demons are subject. And this person races up to Jesus and says, stop it, because I've got a better story than that. And this one comes up and says, you reckon that was a good story? I'll tell you this story. Like, I mean, I actually had somebody who was only bones and they came alive. Just like, and, and this one over here, Jesus comes up and Jesus, bones, like, like, this was just an empty tomb, just like this. It, it had rotted away. Yeah, it's just like everyone's just got their war stories and they're just like, they're just so excited. I kind of think that's what joy looks like. I kind of think that's what joy looks like. Um, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That's a good word for somebody. Over all the power of the enemy. Stop making the enemy so big. Because Jesus gives you power and authority over all what the enemy can have. Okay. Um, And nothing shall by any means hurt you. First time I read that, brand new Christian, I just took that literally. So I remember running over like really sharp rocks with bare feet and just quoting it. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. You know, just like, um, I probably was an idiot. But I had joy. And guess what? Those sharp rocks didn't hurt my feet. That's because I have ridiculous favor more than anybody else. (laughs) He says, nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And when I've, I used to read that and think that Jesus was actually say, look, settle down, guys. You're getting, you're getting excited about the wrong thing. Don't get excited because, you, because demons are subject to you. Get excited because your name's written in heaven. That's actually a great thing to know that in heaven there's a role and your name's in there. Like, wow. Like, stop and think about that for a second. Um, because it's in the list. Try and think, you know, uh, whatever your name starts with, whatever letter that is, just think what other Bible people have got the same name and where you kind of like fit in the alphabetical order because you're in there amongst them. Um, you know, your name comes up before some other people's names who are like really famous guys. Probably not Abraham because he starts with an A. A, B, that's actually... That's why his name is, he just wants to be first in the line. And then Aaron came along. <laughs> and, and, and Aaron is A-A-R-O. just like, he's going to be first. And... But I realize he's not actually telling us, no, no, no. Don't, don't, get, don't get excited by that. Get excited by the right things, that your name's written in heaven. Don't get excited about healings. Get excited about salvations, you know, the real miracles. Just like, and a lot of people talk like that, and they 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 miss what Jesus is saying. He's not saying he's not correcting their joy. He's about to say, 
you think that is exciting, man, you just don't know the half of it. You've got to realize what party is going on in heaven right now because you've got to know what party is happening in heaven right now. Like angels were jumping up and down when you walked out the front and had a hug with this guy. Like, like we were all happy. Heaven was more happy because heaven knows what's going down. They see the end from the beginning. They get, to, they get to know that and they're just like, come on, come on. In fact, when Rodney gave that appeal, the angels are just like, oh, quick, quick. What's going to happen now? Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're, just, they're looking around the place because they saw the Holy Spirit whispering to Rodney saying, I want you to give an appeal. And so suddenly all the angels in the room are just like, who is that? Who is it? Come on, let's go. And then as soon as they see you walking out, they're just like, oh, my goodness. This is an eternity changed and transformed. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Jesus himself got happy. He got happy because he can see everybody coming up to him, telling all their stories. Oh, this happened. Oh, I prayed for this person and this happened. And oh, I prayed for this and this happened. It's just like, oh my goodness me. And Jesus is just like, oh, this is just so, so awesome. This is so cool. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. And uh, he's just like, he just goes into prayer. And he's so happy, he is so full of joy that he just starts saying, oh, Dad, this is so absolute, this is just so amazing. I'm just so glad that you showed it to these because they're like kids. These kids, they've come back to me with all their stories. They're just like little kids. They're so, like, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And, and, and Jesus is just like, Dad, that is like so cool. Because they're like little kids. And I just want to thank you that you've hidden these things from the really, the sobers. Like the people who are just too grown up. And who are just going to say, you know what? Just don't go berserk. Don't Just keep, keep your emotions in, in control. Um, stop, stop jumping up and down. Like have some digni- dignity about yourself. And, and that's not real faith. Real faith is supposed to be, oh, have mercy on me, God, a sinner. You know, just like, like, just, no. Jesus just said, you want to know what? I'm glad you showed it to kids. Because these people, I know they're all grown up, but they're just like kids. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son and the one to whom the Son will reveal him. It's just like, it's just an interesting thing for Jesus to say. He's just like, he hears, he's hearing all the stories coming back, and all these people are so excited, and he just, I'll put it in my language, they're all telling him all the exciting things they've just seen God do through them, and he's just like, that is amazing, really, wow. Like, they, like it was a demon, and it, it was subject to you in my you kicked it out like you kicked out that you kicked out the demon like whoa I wanted to be there and see that and just like so Jesus is hearing all the stories and he goes into prayer in front of them 
And it, I don't think he was just like, oh, hang on a sec. Leave you guys. I'm just going to go over and kneel down and just pray. It's just like he's listening to it. And I'm quite sure that in front of their faces, he's just talking to them. And he's just like, oh, Dad, this is so cool. I am so glad that you have shown all of this to these kids. Kids for Jesus looks like a grown-up person who gets excited when the Holy Spirit shows up. You're allowed to get excited when the Holy Spirit comes up. In fact, I think Jesus wants you to get excited when the Holy Spirit comes. He wants you to get excited when you see somebody else telling their story and you're over here and you might be suffering the same thing but you're hearing that testimony and you're just sitting there getting excited because one, my sister just had an amazing answer to prayer and God showed up. But two, I'm experiencing the same problem, same difficulty. Oh, hang on a second. If dad did that for her, dad'll do it for me. I took my daughter Deb out once for a dad, dad, dad and daughter day. Um, it's been a long time since I've had a dad and daughter day. Just I've got to be careful what I say right now. Um, but uh, I took her out for a dad and daughter. It was a date. And I forget how old you might have been, You're probably about 16 or so. Um, we went and had high tea. Um, that is not an Ian thing. Um, and it was reasonably expensive because I'm just thinking, like, seriously, you, we're paying that much for that? Like, okay, sure. Um, we got home. My oldest son, he just noticed that we'd been away for some hours and he just said, oh, where, where have you been? And I just, I just uh, somehow it came up. Um, I've, me and Deb have just gone out and had high tea. And my oldest son, he's just like, so how much did that cost? I can't remember how much it was. It was like about 60 bucks or something. It's just like, no. It, anyway, it's, it makes it better if I make that 60 bucks rather than 40. It's just, yeah, it's a better story. The more it is, it should be 100 by next week. Um, so, so, I'm, so, so let's just say it was 100 bucks because I'm an awesome dad. Uh, and my son, he's just like, he's just like oh, cool. But he wasn't saying, oh, cool, because his sister had just had a great time with her dad and, and had a treat spent on. He's thinking, oh, cool, because now I'm going to get this too. It's just like dad is good for 60 bucks. <laughs> like, oh, like, so he was actually genuinely excited, not manipulatively excited, like, oh, okay, you've got to pay up now and just take me out. It's just kind of like this is what dad does. Dad takes his kids out and spoils them. So therefore, I'm next. And you know what? When he said that, I'm just like, yeah, fair enough. That'd be awesome. Why not? And then Jesus says, no one knows the Father except the Son. And no one knows the Son so, better get this one right. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son. No one knows who I am except the Father. 
And no one knows who the Father is except me. I'm the Son. It's Father's Day. Father means you've got kids. Whether they're alive or in heaven, Father's Day means you have kids. Um, and this is a day to celebrate that. Even if your kids are in heaven, even if you lost a, a bub in the womb, Father's Day celebrates the fact that you have kids because you can't be a dad without kids. It's just kind of like that's the way it goes. No one knows the son except the father. So there's a relationship that I can have with my daughter that no one else in this room can have because I'm her dad. Like, I mean, I love Saskia. She's awesome. And she's kind of like a, a, a daughter. Um, and in many respects, she actually is a daughter. She's a daughter of the house. She's a daughter of the church where I'm from. And just like in so many respects, actually, I am like a dad. But Deb kind of has dibs on a relationship that no one else in the church can have because she's like genetically uh, the dad, not just spiritually. It's just like that's either a good or a bad thing. Um, See, no one can know the child except the father or like or the mother. That's just, you know, just because so put all that into it. But it's dad's day, so I'm just talking as a dad. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son. Like, the, like, like you can't know God as father except through the kids. You can't know the father. You could know God the leader. You could know God the king. You could know God the creator. But you can't know God the father until there's a family thing happening there. It's the only time that you can know him as father, is no one knows the father except the son, in this case the daughter, and those to whom the the son or the daughter chooses to reveal him. Jesus is saying, you can't know the father except you come to me. I can introduce you to the father. That's what Jesus was saying. And so when he sees all of the excitement happening around about, he just says, you know what? You can't get this unless I show it to you. Let me wrap up with this very quick thought because in Matthew chapter 11, the same passage is talked about. But you hear some more of what Jesus said at that time. Um, At that time, this is... uh, uh, Matthew 11, verse, verse 25, it says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son re- wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's a favorite Christian passage, 
the one about come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden. It's a favorite Christian passage, Matthew eleven twenty eight. But most people don't realize what Jesus was really saying in it. He says, no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and to those that the son wills to reveal him. Come to me if you're laboring and you're really you're down. I'll I'll give you rest. I know how to reveal the Father to you. When you find the Father, you'll find rest for your soul. That's what he's saying. He's he's not saying I, I, I'm here to take your burdens from you. He's saying I'm here to introduce you to Dad, because that's what's actually weighing you down. And when you realize that you've got a good, good father, when you realize that your dad is your dad in heaven, not your earthly dad. I'm a great earthly dad. But I'll tell you what, there is a heavenly father who makes me look like just seriously. That is a poor copy. And I reckon I'm a great dad. But there's a heavenly father who is absolutely perfect And if you struggle in life, if you struggle in life and there are issues in your life, things that you battle with, things in your mind, things in your heart, physical things, addictive patterns, maybe just patterns of thinking, uh, just kind of like you just never seem to be able to walk forward because you keep getting knocked back, you know, maybe the circle of your life just continually you start to look like you're getting your head above water and then you go back down again and it's not going well it's kind of like it's like all the time you're pushing up you're pushing you're pushing you're pushing and you're never breaking through jesus said you need the you're looking for the father because you need to know that you got a dad in heaven who thinks the world of you you need to know that you've got a dad in heaven who as we've heard today at communion has overcome And you need to know that because he has overcome, that changes everything for you. Even if the circumstance doesn't alter, it has changed because you've got a good, good father. You've got a father that you don't have to try and get his favor anymore. You've already got it. You don't have to be like on The Voice, on the TV program, where so many people come up in in their life, they are walking up onto the stage of, of their life And they are trying to perform to get God himself, who's on the chair looking the other way around, if they can just perform well enough to get God to go and turn around and say, I want you. You have to know that as soon as you stepped onto the platform of your life, as soon as you stepped onto the stage before you've done anything, anything, good or bad, before you've done your ministry well or not, before you've, you've got your, your life in order or not, before you've actually worked it out in your head or not, before you've done anything, the mere fact that you put your hand up and said, I'm going to stand on that platform, you've got to realize that Heavenly Father went, bang, I want you. Like you have already won. You're already, he's already chosen you. Once you've got that, it changes how you perform because I don't have to try and get his approval. I perform because I've got it. I've already got it. He already thinks the world of me. 
whether I get it right or get it wrong. It actually just, that makes me want to get it right. Because I'd like he, I already have his favor. Come to me if you, if you labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest for your souls because you're looking for death. I'm going to land it right now. Because I just want to say to you right now, it's Dad's Day. It's Heavenly Dad's Day. Every day is Heavenly Dad's Day. Did you give him a present? He only wants one thing. He wants you. He doesn't want your stuff. He doesn't want your gifts. He doesn't want your performance. He he just wants you. He just wants you. He just wants you. He just wants you. He wants you to know that he's he, he just thinks the world of you. He wants you to know it. He wants you to know that you can't disappoint him. You can't disappoint him. He's just thrilled that you put your hand up, that you wanted him, because that's actually the bit that he wanted. He wanted you to say, I want you. That, that's, that's the biggest thing for him, because he loves you. 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 There's not a thing you can do about that. He just loves you. Whether you like it or not, he just loves you. Just, he looks at uh, he looks at you every morning when you wake up, and he's just like, man, I love that guy, and I love that woman, and I love that woman, I love that woman, and that guy. Just like he's just like, man, could I have you? That's what he's saying. Could I have you? Wow, would you put your hand up for me? Just like, whoa, how good is that? That's why angels rejoice. Because they they just see dad having kids. And for him, he celebrates his kids. Happy Father's Day. How about we stand? I don't know how you finish your services, uh, Steve. Just uh, So we just get some music going on in the background. Um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever right now. Just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not used to being this far uh, into time because our services start at 9 o'clock. So, yeah, you can get rid of all that. That's so good. If if you would like someone to pray with you because you actually feel like you are heavy laden and you are burdened, then I'd love to actually, for some of us, to be able to pray for you. So if you actually you're feeling like you're not full of joy, then uh, I reckon there's some joy going today. I reckon, I reckon Father God doesn't necessarily want all the presents I've discovered that my good good father loves to be the one who gives the presents himself so if you need some joy why don't you come out the front if you need some peace why don't you come out the front if you need some righteousness you're struggling with issues in your life why don't you come out the front because I reckon uh, dad's going to give you some presents today 
and uh, just to celebrate. Is that good? So if you want to, if you want some some prayer about anything, really anything, then just come out right now. Um, don't wait for us to start. Just come out. That's good. Just just uh, first one. First one. First one gets the lion's share, I reckon. Second one get the second. So whoever wants the third part, it's just like you better get out of here real quick, just because. By the time the tenth person comes out, you've just missed out. Just go, go. so come on, just come out the front, and uh, my guys, you come out to pray and, and prophesy over people. Uh, any of your ministry team, if you want to come out and pray for people, if you want some prayer, I'm going to stop talking, and you guys can just do what you do.